1: guys what's going on jeb here and in today's video i am joined by none other than DZ, the producer of the around the blockchain show over on the bitboy crypto channel i've gotten to know him very well over the last nine months that i've been collaborating with the bitboy team and i've been going on atb DZ, it is a pleasure to finally have you on our channel how are you doing man it's a pleasure to be here man it's good to be on the other side here yeah, I know like it. it's it's funny. I was saying right before we went live. I'm normally the one in the hot seat. You're normally the interviewer. The table. Oh, how the turns have tabled today. I suppose yes. you could say. I got to ask you a question real quick. I know that Ben had something to do with the Hellcat that was alleged. Is that what that speed limit sign behind you? What is that? A, what is that a reference to? Is that a reference to anything?
0: I, I i guess it's just uh it's just an old sign. So we're above a building that does signage. And there was cutouts of like Danica Patrick and Olsen twins and like LeBron Jane. It was just, so I I think it's just a a placeholder. And then someone, when we were developing the station as a ATB like area,
1: someone saw the sign said, Hey, throw that up. That's really cool. I've always wondered if that was because I know Ben got a speeding ticket at one point with the with the with the Hellcat. I was wondering if that or the demon. And that was I was always wondering if that was like you guys went and like got a copy of the sign or anything. But anyway, guys, in this interview, I really want to dig deep into DZ's past, how he got into cryptocurrency and uh, bring to light a little bit about his story with the BitBoy team. I know you guys, most of the people watching this are subscribed to BitBoy Crypto. If you're not, you definitely should. Links are down below and follow DZ on Twitter. But I want to hear, DZ, how did you first get into cryptocurrency. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like?
0: Yeah, I heard about crypto years ago. I mean, Bitcoin was, you know, 10 to 50 bucks and never pulled the trigger. Wow. I was always kind of on the sidelines. And my buddy, he he was uh, using a little Silk Road. And he was like, yeah, man, you got to try it. And then shortly after that, Mt. Gox got hacked. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And Plus, I I learned about it from 4chan. So I was just so leery about, you know, hackers and downloading drivers and wallets. I was like, I don't know. The whole thing seems like a scam. And then my buddy, the same guy, he lost a bunch of Bitcoin just by like not remembering a password or something. So I was just like, "Ah," you know, it kind of kept me on the sidelines. I was like, you know, it, it was, so it was always like in my orbit, but I just, I wasn't really invested in it. And then I got a little more interested around 2017. I started tracking it. And I, I was probably looking at it at like, you know, under 5,000 and then I saw it reach 5,000 and then I saw it reach 10,000 and then I saw it reach 15. And then, you know, it had the blow up top of around 20. So the whole time I was like looking into it, I, I learned more about the having schedule and the supply and demand economics and how the miners dump. So I said, I'm not gonna buy now. This is, I would just be FOMOing in. I was like, I learned about the, the you know, how it goes down. I was like, I'm gonna jump in in the bear market. And sure enough, like probably around mid 2018, late 2018, early 2019, that's when I just started uh, DCAing into crypto. And so it was always on my radar. I just, I, I didn't really jump in until uh, probably 2018 as far as, you know, putting my money where
1: my mouth is. Dang. So you've, kn- you've known about Bitcoin since it was five or $10. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any from back then or was the first no, time you No, no, I didn't buy it in the in whole thing.
0: Just I was so sketched out and I had a good job. So I was making good money which is even worse because the amount I could have bought would have been nuts. <laughs> so I was just always so worried about uh, hackers and just didn't want to, you know, put out my information. Everything about 4chan was real sketchy. And this was like, you know, pre, you know, what it devolved into, this was around like the Scientology stuff. So I was, I was in 4 Chain like super, super early. And I was just like, I don't trust any of these guys. I'm not going to download this, this mining thing. You know, and I, I wasn't like super into computers that, that much anyways. So I just I just kind of stayed away. And I mean, obviously, you know, it would have been pretty nice to buy a bunch of, uh, you know, sub
1: $50 Bitcoin. But, you know, better late than never. You know what they say? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. No. The the reason I ask you, because I know a lot of people that have the same story in crypto, they got into crypto, they didn't buy for three or four years because they were worried about it. And now they're living with this baggage and this regret. Since you've kind of live through that. I don't know if you have baggage and regret about it. Do you have anything that you can say to those people that, you know, knew about crypto when it was a buck and now they're beating themselves up? Is that something that you have any advice for them about? Man, I would say do what I did and just, you know, learn about the halving schedule. I
0: mean, I still believe we'll have a bear market. I, I don't think the drawdown will be the 90%, but I think there will be a drawdown and just just keep monitoring it keep following it, you know, watch it closely. And then when there's a level that's low enough for you to be comfortable with, start just DCA. You know, I think my first purchase, you know, embarrassingly enough was uh, a little XRP. I remember I was ready to like, I remember I was like, okay, now's the time I'm gonna buy my first crypto. I got my Coinbase, you know, I'm going to go. And then I started looking at the prices and just like everybody, and I was aware of market caps. I was like, I'm full, fully aware of it but i was just like i don't know this this xrp is just so
1: cheap i'm going to buy just that a instead so I mean it was it was my first purchase. I remember my first purchase. I don't remember the day, but I remember what I bought. It was in August of twenty seventeen. It was forty it was I, I bought a quarter of a Litecoin at forty one dollars and two cents. I forget the day, but it was in it was in August of twenty seventeen. Well, let me point it this way. You've been in crypto for a while now, then. When did you come to meet BitBoy and the BitBoy team? Because as I take it, you guys have been you've been around them for quite some time. How yeah, we're going on close to six months at this point.
0: Uh, I think I started with the fifth month, like so around May, early May. Really, I thought I, you'd been there longer. You started in May, uh, early May, yeah. Huh. Maybe, maybe it was April. Maybe it was April, but uh, yeah, yeah, not not that long. You know, it might have been April actually. But so I I'd watched Ben. You know, it was you know one of the channels I watch. I first saw him on TikTok in 2020. So I'd seen him. He was the uh, CEO of Fax. So when he popped up on my YouTube, I was like, Hey, it's that guy. You know, so I started watching it. And just like a lot of people, you know, I, so I had a job in content creation, but it wasn't crypto. I was a, uh, I was a Magic the Gathering streamer. So I was a professional yeah. Magic the Gathering player. Cool. And, you know, I had an esports team I was on. I had a sponsor. So, you know, Twitch streaming was my full-time job. And I'll stream in seven days a week, you know, just like a lot of the top streamers do. You know, like on Twitch, you got it's a lot harder than YouTube as far as, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of time you're in front of your computer. So... I just started watching, you know, a little bit of Ben, a little bit of Martini Guy, Crypto Capital Bench. You know, I'm watching all these people, and I, my just obsession with crypto just kept growing and growing. And next thing you know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take the weekend off so I can like catch up on my uh, YouTube videos. And then it was just like, you know, I'm gonna end my stream a little bit earlier. I'm late watching. And then it was like, you know, I'm going to push the start of my stream till the after Ben's morning stream. So my, my focus was just like increasingly crypto. And so when I saw that they were going to develop a trading card game, I just instantly started reaching out to them. I was like, hey, I'm a pro Magic the Gathering player. You know, I'm good. I'm in content creation. I would love to join your team and help out with this. And they said, well, we got to meet up. Come by and talk to us. And shortly after a buddy of mine, BJ, you're familiar with BJ. Yep. Uh, he started working there. So I hey. went to talk to BJ. I was like, well, shoot now I know a guy. And uh, they're like, yeah, I mean, come on by, you know, in a couple of weeks uh, we'd love to talk to you. And I was watching the more, I was watching one of the evening streams and it was Ben and I think Justin or Ben and TJ talking. And they said, yeah, this DZ guy, I think he's going to start here next week. And I was just like, oh, my God, I guess I this am. is real. So I, like, literally packed my car that week and just drove down to Atlanta. And I had a plan B if it didn't work out. But, you know, so I stayed in a hotel for a couple weeks. And, uh, yes, things ended up working out. And my third day here, they they gave me a new position. They are like, well, we're going to shelve the card game for a while because, you know, right now the bull market you know, is heating up. There's just other things we think you would be good at. And so my third day... They gave me a promotion essentially and said, uh, "All right, you're producing around the blockchain now." So, <laughs> boom! I mean, I, I hit the there ground running here, basically.
1: That is awesome. I had no. When did when did ATB officially launch? Because I thought that you'd been. I thought, I, frankly, I thought you'd been there the entire time. I didn't know they, that you came in mid. I, I would have guessed April because
0: you know this was my second week we had the show running. So I would guess yeah. like late April or whatever it was somewhere That's around right. there.
1: For some reason, I forgot, I was one of the, I've been one of the original people on there. I forgot that it it wasn't going before I joined. That's interesting. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know BJ works behind the scenes, he's uh, he's awesome, you just don't his, see him on camera Yeah, his, much. his job title is technical director. He's the so technical director. he's the director. one that's like
0: saying, yeah. go go to camera one, go to camera yep. two. He doesn't say it, he just does it. So yep. yeah, that's yeah. Where, that's where he jumps in at.
1: Yeah, for everybody on our team, uh, on our channel, Smay is our producer and technical director. He has both of those roles because it's just the same thing for us. So there you go, cool. Well, let me ask you this, and we're gonna get into a couple of crypto questions here in a little bit but I really want to make sure the audience gets to know you. What is the I asked this to everybody. I remember one time I was in a one time, like five times I was in a um, a um, um what do you call it? Where you're to, a tow truck. I was in a tow truck and I asked mm-hmm. this tow truck driver what's the craziest thing that you've ever hauled on this flatbed tow truck and he told me it was a it was a push mower and I was like that's hilarious. So he's got this like 40 foot long tow truck and he said it was a push mower. So I always ask people this question, DZ, what is the craziest thing that has ever happened to you while working with the BitBoy team?
0: Uh, craziest thing to me, it's not so much like, Oh man, you know, this was so wild. It was uh, I was flabbergasted by the, the percentage of people who would go up to Ben and say, you have changed my life. I have, you know, I put $10,000 or some money aside in January or December or last year and, You know, we set it aside and now me and my wife can retire early because of you, Ben. And so seeing the percentage of people who are just saying, like, my life has changed, you know, you've changed my life. You've given me financial freedom. I knew, you know, it happened to some people, but just seeing like the outpouring of support and love and just, you know, they're they're just almost awestruck. Like, you know, you've saved us, you know, you've saved me from working a job that I hate. You've saved me from, you know, breaking my back, busting my hump, you know, doing this job I don't like. So I was just surprised by the the percentage of people who are like, you've made such a big impact on my life, Ben. I just, I just got to shake your hand and thank you. And seeing that in
1: person, it's almost, uh, I mean, it's very humbling. Well, Deasy, I have another question for you. How has cryptocurrency yeah. affected your life? You've been here for going on eight, nine years. You've obviously had a long tenure here in the cryptocurrency market. What have you seen change the most about your own life now that you've been here for this long? Uh, well, it's always good to have money. Um, I mean, we're
0: in crypto for one reason, you know, I mean, we could say we love the tech, but like at the end of the day, we like our portfolio balances to go up. So, you know, there's a little bit of money in Magic the Gathering, but there seems to be a little bit more money in crypto. (laughs) And, uh, so, I mean, my life is just, it's just, it's crazy to me. You know, my boss bought a Lamborghini the other day, you know, that's wild. Uh, later, you know, in less than a month, I'm going to have to host the morning stream. I'm going to fly to Vegas for a meetup shake hands, hang out in Vegas for the night, fly back to Atlanta, and go straight from the airport to the Falcon Stadium and then in a presidential suite watch Metallica. And so like that's going to be my weekend, you know, about 3 weeks from now. And that is just so mind-blowing to me. It's like what what is life? And fortunately, you know, like working with Ben, he he's the big star here, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm definitely a second man, so I don't have like any kind of airs of Oh, look at me. You know, I'm, I'm, do you, do you know who I am? So, uh, you know, h- hanging around in Ben's orbit, you know, keeps me grounded for sure. Just cause I mean, he's a bit boy, you know, I'm just, I'm just some rando is how I look at it. So, you know, it's like staying grounded while at the same time, this, this life is just so crazy. And I don't know, you know, I, I just try to
1: take the time to enjoy things. That is so cool. I think you're a good example of what can happen when you stick the course and you stay with something for a long time, because obviously you've been looking at crypto for at least eight years. And, yeah. you know, the, a lot of what you're talking about has happened in the last six months. I think there's a lesson that people can take away from that and know, hey, seven and a half years, you know, yeah. there this stuff was happening, but it wasn't what you're talking about now. Everything that you guys are looking for, those of you watching this, like, hey, look it's gonna take time. I've been working in the space every day for four years, like, and now we're just starting to get to the place where it's like, man, this thing's blowing up. It's really cool. And I just encourage everyone to have patience. And that kind of leads me into my next point. And then I have one final question for you. DZ. I've been in the space for four years and I have witnessed the market change so dramatically. You were were paying attention back in 2017, when you got in, a year before you got in. Things have changed so much in this time. Where do you think cryptocurrency is going in the next four to five years, considering what you've seen in the last four to five years? I think we're going to have more adoption. I think we'll have more people owning it. But
0: I have always overestimated people's ability to grasp the fundamentals. So I think we'll see a lot of more retail, a higher percentage of retail investors. Right now, you know, we got the people who are passionate about it. And there's some people who are just like kind of into a little doge or into a little Shiba but, you know, if you go to a Bitcoin meetup in Miami, we're all diehards. Yep. So I think we're going to see uh, diminishing uh, percentage wise of the people who are just like, do love the tech, do love the decentralization. you know, like know about, you know, Satoshi and supply. And, and then we're just going to get a higher percentage of, you know, normies for lack of a better term. And, yeah. you know, that's fine. You know, as, as more of these apps, these Robinhood allow you to hold it, and Coinbase, and PayPal and Square, and as more and more of uh users you know do have crypto we're going to see more of the retail investor so i mean as a whole the i don't want to say the iq but the the understanding of the average holder will lower Mm -hmm. but there will be more holders so i don't know it's going to be interesting to see like i mean is there going to be more safeguards in place or more people going to get their crypto hacked or Are more people going to lose everything by sending something to an address just by you know a higher percentage of people who are just kind of like just dipping their toe in the water they're not ready to jump into the orange pool called bitcoin just yet but you know maybe they want to have a little ethereum you know oh coinbase has a thing with nfts so you know let me let me move some ethereum over wait a minute i just lost two thousand dollars so i think we're going to see more of that and it's interesting to see like is that going to manifest itself as more people complaining and saying it's a scam or, you know, maybe, you know, trying to get their politicians to step in with consumer protection. Or, you know, maybe a high percentage of these people start reading white papers or, you know, looking into other chains. So I I don't know how to try to predict that, but it's something that I'm just interested to in watch and uh, develop.
1: I think you're absolutely right. I've said on I've said on around the blockchain several times. I think we're in the middle of the the start phase of a of a sigma curve, an S curve of growth and adoption. Normally, there's an inflection point around 13, 14 percent where things start going parabolic. And I think we're probably around five to seven percent. I think once Bitcoin hits around like 100, 150, 200 thousand dollars, we have more and more companies get in. We're going to see this turning point. And like you said, there's going to be a bunch of normies getting into crypto, which is great. Like we want that. That's how we yeah. go mainstream. Uh, there's that's there's no negative connotation to us saying that I want be clear on that, but that is going to change the demographics of cryptocurrency. There's a major demographic shift coming up, and that's something that I think a lot of people aren't thinking about, so that's a really astute observation. But I want to ask you one final question. This is something I ask every single one of our guests because I think it is the one question that is absolutely vital that anybody who is new to cryptocurrency hears the answer to from people that have been there, their elders, if you will, that have been in the space for a little while. DZ, if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who has been in the cryptocurrency space for less than 30 days, what would it be? Accumulate and don't sell
0: at first. Now, I mean, we may be running into a blow off top in the next couple months. So, you know, I want to be careful to say, like, don't sell your crypto. But almost everybody, and you may be probably experienced this as well. Almost everybody we talked to in crypto sold some early. Yep. And they regret it these days. And it's almost universal. Like, I don't really, I don't think I've met almost anybody who said, yeah, I haven't sold in seven years. You know, I was working a job and I just spent my fiat. No, everybody sold some Toge under a penny or Bitcoin under a thousand or Ethereum under 500 or some Shiba when it first came out. So almost everybody has a story of, yeah, I sold a little too early. So that would be my main advice is just, you know, look into, you know, tokenomics, look into the Bitcoin halving schedule and just hold on to your crypto. Like, I mean, you, you might want to, you know, go travel or something and that's fine or fix a car that you have some engine issues or, you know, maybe your heater is going out of your house and you have to sell some crypto. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who see it go up 30%, 40% or doubles and they, they panic sell and then they blow that money. You know, they, they go out and they get a fancy brunch a couple of weekends. And next thing you know, you know, you look back and you're like, wow, I sold that Ethereum for what now? And you know, I, I got my own story and I don't know if you got your own story. I mean, did, did you sell some cheap
1: crypto back in the day? I did, you know, actually the funny thing is the first time that I ever sold cryptocurrency into Fiat out of the market was about three weeks ago. So i sold some into other projects that I wish I wasn't in, but I never cashed yeah. anything out of crypto. I moved some things into other projects. I'm like, crap, that project didn't do well. But actually I'm one of the few people who didn't. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I don't-, I don't it's, it's, it's very rare. It's definitely the exception. You don't You don't hear that. Yeah, I'm I the mean, exception. So,
0: yeah, that, that would be my main advice. It's, uh, just, you know, if you can hodl, hodl. I mean, we're in this over the long haul. Yeah. And I'm not saying we're immortal beings and never sell your Bitcoin sure, course, and yeah. take it to the grave. I'm definitely not saying that. But I'm just saying be patient with your crypto. That's my number one thing. Be patient with your crypto.
1: That's phenomenal advice. And look, the, guys, the, the my final p- closing thought on that is um, it. It is important that you have different portfolios set up and that you don't think about crypto as just one big portfolio. And DZ, I'd love your opinion on this. The way that I look at it is I have an investment portfolio and that is money that I put in, never take out. Of course, you know, you're not gonna die with it. Hopefully you'll spend that in 20 or 30 years or whatever. But then you have your trading portfolio. That's what you're screwing around with over on, you know, an exchange, trying to make trades, swapping around from, you know, Shiba to Doge or whatever. And then you have your cash balance so that you can buy the dips anytime that you uh, see fit. And I've found that if you have a certain percentage of your portfolio, maybe it's not all of it like mine, but a certain percentage of it where you literally never sell it, then you're going to say, I missed out over here at the trading, but at least over here in my investment portfolio, at least I didn't sell the top on that. I've always, my strategy and philosophy has always been buy the dips, don't sell the tops. But if you think that there's a top and you want to sell and you want to cash out, that's all, that's all to you. I'm just saying that's my strategy. But I think it is important that everybody have at least some that they're never going to touch. That's a good strategy.
0: That requires a little bit of discipline. And for those who lack the discipline, I like uh, the Crypto windy O strategy where you put in an investment and once it doubles, if it doubles or it goes up 80% or 300% and sometimes a thousand percent, you pull out your initial investment. Perfect. And then reinvest that. And what she calls, she calls them her moon bags. And that way you get your initial investment out. You're not losing any
1: money. And now you got your little moon bag. So I, I like that strategy, too. I love that. I've told people to do that with things like uh, uh, a safe moon. I told somebody like, yeah. OK, you want to play in safe moon? Play it safe. Pull your principal yeah. out and pay and play with the house money, you know. So, yeah. well, DZ, it was phenomenal having you here on the channel. I've been looking forward to this for the last couple of weeks. Guys, make sure to go and follow DZ. DZ, what is, where can they find you? Uh, I would just say uh, on social media, DZ,
0: D-E-E-Z-Y underscore BTC used to be M-T-G but I've turned my back. I'm turning my back on
1: the magic. Oh, man, turned over a new leaf, opened a new chapter, started a new white paper. Guys, make sure to go (laughs) and follow DZ on his social media account and obviously make sure to tune in to the BitBoy Crypto Channel at five o'clock or 501, 502, 503, somewhere probably about five o'clock normally on the BitBoy Crypto Channel where you will find DZ and Ben and all of us having fun over and around the blockchain. Guys, that's all I got for you today. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single one of you, including DZ for watching and being here as always. And I'll. We'll see you guys in the Hit next that subscribe video. button. And subscribe. Peace.
0: Oh, I got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJab. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at Maxi Media.